I'm going to come to the scriptures in a minute, but I wanted to start by just sharing. Jonathan's heard this at 8 o'clock this morning. I, I was very grateful for Jonathan being at 8 o'clock this morning. He shared my panic when we couldn't get the live stream to work. Um, now, neither of us could get it to work, could we? But at least we could panic together, <laughs> which always is slightly better. And then Chris turned up, bless him, because we rang and went, oh, uh, all was fine, all was fine. And it wasn't our fault this time, was it? No, we hadn't done anything wrong either, so it's good. I was, yesterday, I was sitting in my office, that's my other office, as in Harrison Hall, the coffee shop, and I started talking to the two guys that work in there, or working in there yesterday. And I, it was, I was encouraged by the conversation and utterly shocked by it all at the same time. I was encouraged because I was able to actually have a conversation about the gospel and actually talk about who Jesus is to them, which was, I didn't go looking for it, it just happened. What shocked me um, was what they didn't know. And I don't mean about Christianity. I don't mean about the gospel. So we were talking, and I don't know if you realise yesterday there was a... Um, trail, thank you dear my prompt is working fine over there that's good, there was a trail around, because this is the only one in here who can read my mind, you know that don't you? It's fine. Uh, and again I'd be grateful for that <laughs> so, there was a trail around Top Amersham um, a Halloween trail, and you went to different shops and did different things and did different stuff um, organised by one of the local undertakers, which I thought was <laughs> no if you want the stamp of death on something, you know. I mean, bless them. The, un the undertakers around here are fantastic. I work I've worked with all of them, and they're lovely people. And I could see they want to do something into the community, and that's absolutely right. But I just thought it was quite ironic. And so there kept being an influx of families into H&H. &H and it, oh, it was noisy. But it was great. Kids were having fun. And what I'm about to say, I don't want to detract, detract from the fun. I don't want to be a party pooper. But I was talking to the two guys working there. And they said something about Halloween. And I said, well, you, you don't want my opinion because you'll probably think I'm stupid or whatever. They said, well, no, no, come on, tell us what, 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 what. And what they didn't understand was what was underneath what presents for Halloween. So the fun bits, the, you know, the sweets and the bobbing for apples and the, all, all the rest of it is fun. Of course it is. It's party. It's, 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 yeah. But they didn't understand the story underneath. And what I said to them was, well, do you celebrate Christmas? And they went, oh, yeah, of course we celebrate Christmas. What's Christmas all about? It's all about family. And it's all about presents. And I said, no, it's not. And they looked at me. I said, that's the cultural bit on top. There's a story underneath about the gift of Jesus, which is why it's presents, and the people bringing gifts to Jesus, why it's about presents, but it's actually the celebration of God come to earth. And that's, I said, so lots of people celebrate Christmas, but very few people celebrate Christmas, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah? Most, you know, virtually everybody does the cultural bit, but very few people get the actual reality. And I said, and exactly the same is true for Halloween. I said, you know, we do the cultural bit, which lots of it isn't a problem. I said, but it's a celebration of evil. It's a celebration of violence. It's a celebration of death. And 
I said, as a diocesan exorcist, that took another five minutes to explain, but anyway, never mind. <laughs> they wanted to know what the word diocesan meant, but I didn't bother with that one. <laughs> we just, we just, we just, yeah, you lot probably don't know either, do you? That's fine. <laughs> do you know, Chris? I'm not sure we do, really. I try to forget on a regular basis, exactly. But, uh, hey, we've got a good diocese here in Oxford. We really have. Um, and I explained that satanic worship and paganism, the 31st of October, is the high point of their year. And it's when they do more activity. It's when they try and do more black masses. It's when they try and do more stuff. That's today, by the way. You have trouble getting to church? Anything go wrong this morning before you got here? You know, the video system stops working completely. We're being cursed. You are being cursed. I'm seriously being cursed. By the kids doing the trail, yes, of course not. By the people who organise the trail, yes, of course not. But those who are dedicated to satanic worship are cursing us as the body of Christ in this place right now. And I mean right now. There'll be somebody out there doing it right now. And they'll be doing it all day and they'll do it tonight. So... You know, stuff won't just happen today. If you have those coincidences where stuff goes wrong, just stop and go, just say, Lord, I'm not having this. In Jesus' name, I tell the enemy, because Jesus has defeated the enemy. It's done, once and for all. But the enemy will still have a go. So don't be scared. But these guys had no idea that that was the story underneath Halloween. That was after I'd spoken to you guys. <laughs> they were in there. I'm glad your daughter saw me because you two were oblivious for a bit there, weren't you? It's fine. <laughs> I was spotted. <laughs> um, and the, but they didn't know. And, the, and they, actually, they were quite cross they'd not been involved in the trail. But I actually said to them, well, good job, really, then. And the lass in there just said to me, she said, if I'd known this, she said, I've been to so many Halloween parties, I wouldn't do it. To which, of course, I went, well, don't then. As simple as that. I didn't say come to Jesus, but it's a bit of evangelism going on there. We can't just sit here in our little Christian thing and go, the world's got it wrong. The world champions spiritual stuff that is. They don't know what they're doing. Do you know why? Because we haven't told them. We haven't shown them. We, so I had it at 8 o'clock this morning. Somebody said to me, oh, it's just a bit of fun. It's just the young generation. It's just the Americans. Yeah, blame the Americans, you know. You know actually, it's not. Why do the younger generation do these things? Because we haven't shown them not, that, not to. It doesn't mean we force. We, we don't, we can't force anybody to do anything. But the church has gone... <laughs> And a large part of the church doesn't believe in the demonic. And a large part of the church just sees it as, you know, mental health stuff or whatever it is. But I promise you, if you've seen a demon, you've seen a demon, you don't forget. Do you believe in real demons? Yeah, I do. Seen them. And I don't mean seen them, I mean seen them. Not just with my inner eyes, not just as a vision. I've actually seen them. And they're not scary. In fact, they're scared of us because we carry the light of the world. We carry Jesus. So therefore, you can go up to a demon and go, Oi, out, in Jesus' name.
his authority, but we carry. Just thought I'd tell you about that. So keep praying today. Please, please, Chris prayed this morning for our young people and families. Keep doing it. If you're in family, then pray for your family. I met somebody else who goes to the church service in Harrison. It's a great place to do pastoral work. It's good, especially with a cup of coffee in your hand. And um, she was on the trail with her granddaughter and didn't want to be, but wanted to be with her granddaughter, but didn't, sort of knew she shouldn't, but didn't. So pray. That, that's why I wanted to champion what Becky had done on Friday morning. <laughs> and to say, look, actually, we need to do these things. We need to show the positive. So um, there you go. Romans 10, verse 17. We're continuing our series on faith. I'm just going to talk this morning about what it means to live by faith. We talked about that last time, didn't we? To live by faith. And we're sticking in this verse primarily. We'll go into Matthew a bit. In fact, Matthew chapter 4, surprisingly enough. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Do you know that verse? Do you know that verse? I thought some of you might. You know, faith comes from hearing. You're part of that. That happened about 15 years ago. There was a whole thing. Faith comes through hearing. Get people to listen to the, the scriptures being read. Faith comes through hearing. Faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. As ever, the NIV translation, be a little suspect here. It's not wrong, but it's not full. If you get, again, do you get what I mean by that? It's not that it's wrong, there's just more to it. It's sort of been, I hate to say this, but it's been oversimplified. To, why, do, why do translators do that sometimes? I don't know. I suppose it's to, to be clearer in communication. But actually, there's more to this than is there. So here, there's a... There's a Another version of that verse coming up, which is, I've taken bits from different translations, from different um, commentators and stuff. Faith proceeds from spiritual hearing. Faith comes from hearing. Faith proceeds. The word there is very much more that word proceeds. From spiritual hearing, this hearing is consummated... Hmm. That's, that's a more difficult word, I get that. But at least you get... Do we all know what the word consummated means? Or do I have to be graphic about it? No? No, that's all right, good. But it's about the seed finding its place and taking life. So the word, the seed, is consummated through a rima word. From... Or about Christ. I'm going to break this down a bit. Exactly. Fantastic. Faith proceeds from. Faith is something we're given, but it's not given in its full. Well, it is given in its fullness, but we don't experience faith in its fullness right from the moment that we have faith. 
Faith grows. Faith proceeds from. Faith is drawn out from. Faith grows up out of. That's the sense of that word. Faith grows. If we're still operating at the faith levels we were at when we first became Christians, our growth in discipleship is... um, I'm trying to find a polite way of putting it. Questionable. So, and if you want to grow something, so I've been told, looks at gardeners, you don't just sit and watch it. Is that right? You have to put some effort in. Now, James will tell you, you can't actually make it grow. You can't actually, you know, the seed or the plant, you, know, you can't stand at a tree and go, grow, grow. It's, it's, it grows organically, but you can create the conditions in which it grows better. Is that fair? Fair comment? So you dig over the ground. You weed the area. I'm doing this all as an intellectual exercise. My wife is smiling because, you know, do I? No, I don't do any of that in the garden. But I do it spiritually. You do the, and then you spread around, don't you? You do. You do. She looked at me there as if I was saying something rude. I don't know. But you, and you spread compost or whatever it is on, and it grows more. That's the sense of faith proceeding from hearing. And what have you got to do to hear? It's the first thing you've got to do. You've got to listen. I think you've got to do something before that. You've got to shut up. (laughs) You've got to shut up. Because we... It's just noise, isn't it? There's noise everywhere. Whatever it is, it's just noise. Can you hear? Can you spiritually hear? Can you hear with your spiritual ears? Can you hear the voice of the Lord? Well, we can. Because we're told we can. But can we? Again, you get the drift there. You can. You are able to. You have been designed to. But do you? And the do you is to do with us shutting up and listening and stopping and not being on the go. One of the things that lockdown gave us for a lot of people was the time to slow down a bit. And as soon as lockdown lifted, we ran hell for leather back into the activity. Why? Sorry. But why? Oh, but the kids had to do this, and the kids had to do that, and we should be doing that, and we should ought to be doing this. And we ought to be blah, 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 blah. Really? But the kids have to do all of it. Of course they've got to do some of it. Have you got to be doing all the other stuff? Some of us, there was a, a flowering of the prophetic. I just loved it back in 2020, the end of 2020. I was getting words from so many different people sent to me. And they often appeared on emails. And as soon as we opened up, came back to the two or three people that had been sending me before. And I was sad because actually 
I was getting it from loads and loads and loads of other places. And that is brilliant. That's about being a prophetic people. Not just having prophetic people, but being a prophetic congregation. And 99.9% of what was being sent to me was absolutely spot on. I've spoken to two people this week. Some of you have done original design by email uh, for various people. And they've been blown away by what they've been sent. I said, wow, who's that? I don't, I don't know. Ruth might know because she might know where the original email come from, from by. I've only seen the, the digest of it all. I don't know where it's from, but it's from us, and it's fantastic. So if you've been part of that, thank you. But we need to stop for this. We want to live by faith. Well, this faith needs to proceed to grow out of our hearing, our spiritual hearing. That is so, so important. The idea of the word hearing here is that it's revelation. It's hearing the voice of the Lord. It's reading scripture and reading a passage where you go, oh, oh," because it hits you. That's revelation. The word of God itself is revelation, but unless it hits you, it's not revelation. It's revelation, it's, it's logos, but it's not rhema. It's not the word that hits you and speaks to you. It's when you read a passage that you know well, and suddenly you go, oh. And it's not necessarily that you've... I'm not saying you need to see something new every time. It's just the thing you know needs to take hold of a new part of you. So, so you can have revelation this morning that God loves you. Does God love you? Do you know that? Yeah, but do you know that? But do you really know that? Do you live like God loves you every day? Yeah. You live like, if you're normal, you live like you hope God loves you. But you know God loves you, don't you? And that's, that's getting a word. That's hearing. It's... It, it, sinking deeper in and that's what growth in faith is about it comes from spiritual hearing and that hearing is consummated is brought to completion in French the the word for being pregnant is, is, is to be full So the consummated word is that it is full in you. You're carrying it and it's full. Actually full to bursting. Why did all the people who've had kids in here cross their legs at that point? I don't know. (laughs) But it's full to bursting. And that's, I'm told, is the sense that life is just bursting out. And that's where the word, whatever the word is for us each time, It's so that the word is deeper and bursts out. It's deeper and ready to live. And it's not, I've got to go, well, I really ought to believe that, so I better, hadn't I? No, it's just so full in me that I can't help myself but. It's like talking to those two guys yesterday about Jesus. Did I sit there going, I wonder if I can find a way of teaching Jesus because we ought to be doing evangelism. We better, we should, we... No, the conversation came and you just do it because it's... That's what you do at that point. Not because you screwed yourself up, not because the vicar's told you you really ought to, not because the pastor told you 30 years ago you really ought to, 
but you're just full of that life. The word in you, and it's not logos, it's not Jesus, the word here. The word is rima. It's the spoken word. It's the word is consummated, and it's consummated through a rima word, a, a word given to you in the moment from Christ. About Christ? As ever, yes. Both. Is it from Jesus? Is it about Jesus? Yes. Because if it's about you, it's about Jesus and his work in you. God loves you. Is that about Jesus? Yeah. God wants the best for you. He wants you to walk in that path in front of you to joy. Is that about Jesus? Of course it is. It's a patchwork quilt and us being the church made up of those beautiful things. Is that actually about Jesus? Yes, because that's his bride. Oh, it's always about Jesus. So it's always about him, but it's even better when it's from him. Because we're hearing his voice. Because he's the good shepherd and the sheep know his voice. How do we live by faith? We live in these words. It's all about Jesus. Very quickly into Matthew 4. If we can, Neil, that would be fantastic. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. Somebody asked me this week, do you believe in a personal devil? Yeah. Mm. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Really? Tell me about it. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, classic, isn't it? The verse I want is across the fold. Man does not live on bread alone, but from every rima, every spoken word, every piece of revelation that comes from the mouth of God. Just in case you haven't got the idea that it's a spoken word, it's coming from the mouth of God. You know, it's like Jesus underlining. Then the devil took him to the holy city and he had him stand on the highest point of the temple. It goes on. But it's that verse 4. Mankind, all of us, do not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So we need to read our scriptures to feed. But actually, we need more than that. You know, somebody said to me a long time ago, I just read my Bible and pray to God. That's enough, isn't it? No. Actually, it's about a relationship with God. And we read our scriptures to get the foundation for that, but it's about that rhema. It's about that word that speaks into us. Please, read your scriptures. <laughs> I'm not saying don't do that. But it's taking that place. I'm just going to pray. Lord, we just ask right now you'd lift this spirit of um, doziness, of sleep. Wake up in Jesus' name. We say to the religious spirit that's trying to shut us down and close us down, go. Go. How's that for a while? Man does not live on bread alone. Thank you for editing that and getting it on one page. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. The word is like bread. It provides sustenance for life. 
If you haven't had a prophetic word, a word where you've sensed God speak to you through Scripture, however that word has come, if you've not had one, you're living on old food. Yeah? You're not supposed to live on old food. He wants to give you fresh food because he's a good father and he loves to bless you. Unlike the gardener, we need, to be in the, we need to put ourselves in the place where we might receive some of that. So, the easiest way of not hearing a Rima word is saying, church is a waste of time, I'm going to stay at home. I'm not saying you can't hear it at home on your own. But it's a lot easier to hear it in a place when the patchwork is all together and there's a sense, you know, could you feel the atmosphere, the presence of God earlier in worship? Do you ever get that at home when it was online? A little bit, but not quite the same, is it? There's something about coming together. So what we're going to do as we meander towards the end. I'm going to pray for us that we don't just know the fact, but we know and inhabit the truth. If you want the Greek going on there, if the Greek, you're not bothered about the Greek, you know, I don't want you to gnosis the logos. I don't want you to head knowledge the truth. I want you to oida, to actually inhabit the rima, the living word. All right? So we had a, am I allowed? We had a conversation this week about knowledge and, and academic. And it's all a load of, in the end, what matters is what we inhabit. Now, please, engage your brain. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind and all that stuff. And read the scriptures because that helps. But that's not how it works. It works through that rima. Somebody said a long time ago, deep down in your Noah. It's not in your head, it's in your, right in your gut. So I'm going to pray that we do that. We're written down here. Know the Bible is truth. Put your glasses on, Laurie. Always helps. Read your own handwriting. Know the Bible is truth to our minds, but also as revelation of heart. I'll just say that. Hear the voice of the Lord. Okay, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask the Lord to break off where we've it's all got stuck in our heads all right if you don't want to join in just sit there and smile at me don't grimace you know <laughs> puts me off when you sit there going <laughs> but if you if you you don't have to join in it's for those who want to do this all right so this is about breaking off the head thing come to and then what i'm going to ask the lord to do is by his spirit is to bring you each a Rima word to speak into your hearts. And it, please, it doesn't have to be a picture of a patchwork quilt. It doesn't have to be, you know, dragons and tunnels. And just, it might just be a simple, it might remind you of a piece of scripture. He might just say a simple word. You're okay. You're going the right way. Whatever it is, or or turn round, you're not going the right way. <laughs> Whatever it is, yeah. Got a few nods, yeah, and only a couple of snores. We're okay. 
Here we go. And then we're going to go into worship, whatever that means. <laughs> Holy Spirit, we ask now, Jesus, would you pour out your Spirit upon us? Thank you, Spirit, that you dwell in us. So, Lord, in us, would you well up? But, Lord, would you also come upon us? And may, may the two meet. May your spirit rest upon us as you well up in us. Lord, we're sorry where we've put everything into our head. We turn from that now. Just imagine a drain unblocking or the sink that's been not been soaking away suddenly goes. Whatever it is, just whatever image helps you. And Lord, we ask by your Spirit now that what we know would become what we know. What we know in our heads would become what we know in our life, in our heart, in our emotions, in the fullness of who we are. Head knowledge become life knowledge. And Lord, we take a step to inhabit Now, thank you, Lord. We bind up everything that would stop us hearing. Bind up every spirit of doubt and religion, every spirit of fear, anger, insignificance, offense. Bind that up now in Jesus' name. And we release truth, freedom, openness. But it's just a thing to do when you need to hear. And sometimes we just need to wait. The guys are going to lead us in worship. Feel free to stand and kneel down if you've got the space to stay seated where you are, whatever you're in. And just wait on the Lord. And if you're struggling and you want somebody to pray pray with you, then just open your eyes, sort of nod at me or something, and I'll make sure somebody comes and prays with you for all of that, okay? Lord, speak to us, we ask. Speak into us, I pray, right now. We want to hear your word. In Jesus' name.